Welcome to another Fight Podcast. It's your boy Mehran, and as always, I'm here with Dave. Say what's How's up, it Dave. Going, everybody? Um, today, we're going to recap the most recent UFC pay-per-view, uh, Masvidal versus Usman, and we're going to tell you what we thought. Um, so I think we're going to start with the main event. Uh, I'll do a quick recap of this, just because I think it's, uh, it's good so everyone can pick up some of the technical details. So... Jorge Masvidal versus Kamara Usman. This is a fight that was supposed to happen months ago. It didn't for a lot of reasons, mostly because Masvidal wanted more money, which is reasonable. If you fight in the UFC, you should always want more money. Burns stepped in to, to fight him after beating Tyron Woodley. Burns then gets Corona. UFC goes to Masvidal, apparently pays him enough that he says yes, and then we had a fight. Fight comes up. Uh, just a f- you know, full disclosure, Dave and I are biased. We are big Usman fans here, and we wanted Usman to win, and that's what happened. So we're happy campers. First round, though, Masvidal definitely wins. Masvidal tunes him up by outstriking him and doing the right things, keeping his distance. Uh, going into rounds two, three, four, and five, both Usman and Whitman, who are extremely, extremely competent and very, very good at MMA, decide to stick to the plan. And instead of striking with Masvidal at all, push him back towards the warning track. After pushing him back towards the warning track and keeping him away from all those dangerous angles that he can hit, they begin working the clinch. Um, for those that don't know, the MMA clinch is slightly different than the Muay Thai or the boxing clinch. Generally, in a boxing clinch, you don't have a cage to hold someone up against. And in a Muay Thai clinch, you generally have a plum or a hand on the back of the head. Uh, but in, MMA, in an MMA clinch, in this case, uh, Usman had Masvidal up in the cage in something called an over-under. Now, there's three basic positions you can be in in the clinch. You can be an over-under, double-over, or double-unders. In the over-under, it basically it's a setup for a lot of throws. It's a setup for control. And Usman is keeping Masvidal pinned against the cage. In pinning him against the cage, he tried to do his best to stay busy. So that meant a lot of the foot strikes you saw, a lot of the shoulder strikes you saw, and all that contributed to making sure that the ref didn't break up the fight. So while that's going on, he's putting a tremendous amount of pressure on Masvidal. It's incredibly hard to keep another grown man against the cage for that long. And Usman had him in there for 10 straight minutes, pretty much. Like there was 10 minutes of clinch time. And that's pretty amazing in itself. A lot of the complaints about this fight were, oh, it was boring, da-da-da-da. Not understanding the technical aspects of the clinch and understanding that it's really, really hard what what uh, Usman did, which is why he looks so tired after every round. And which is why Masvidal gassed so fast as well, because you're fighting to get out of it ultimately it's Masvidal's job to break out of that clinch not Usman's job to stop doing what's working um but yeah that's my small recap what was your reaction to the fight Dave um it went pretty much how I thought Usman would have to win on six days notice um six days is not enough time to prepare on both sides yeah, for neither, um, for neither person, for sure. Even when they were saying that Masvidal had high-level wrestlers in, it's different. Uh, collegiate freestyle wrestling is different than MMA wrestling. Um, but one interesting thing um, that I actually saw before we start recording, I was watching a video of this guy who was basically, like, shitting on Usman. Um, but one thing that he brought up was that he thinks that point fighting favors wrestlers. In MMA, okay. I don't agree with that. But he <laughs> I don't agree with that either. But that's that, an interesting perspective. Go ahead. He was basically saying that, you know, if you can hold someone there in place, 
and then just rack up points by touching the body, hammer fisting the thigh, foot stomping. You're basically just racking up points, and if the other guy can't get out of it, you win based on points, but that's not a fight. Uh, that's a fight, though. Because, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what I was I, I don't necessarily agree with that because it's yeah. just like you said, if I can do something that you can't stop, it's your responsibility to stop me. Exactly. It's not my responsibility to let you go or yeah, stop like, hitting totally. you or whatever I'm I, doing, whatever it is I, that I'm doing. Why would I put myself back in danger? That's not point fighting. That's uh, smart fighting, right? The idea of a fight is to inflict damage while not getting damage inflicted upon you, right? That's the basic rule of boxing, hit without getting hit. Right. And like you said, we, we talked about this offline before, but it is extremely difficult to keep someone that is your size like from even smaller like even if you're like slightly even if you're slightly like bigger than the person that you're trying to keep on the cage trying to keep someone on the cage for 10 minutes in in a fight is incredibly exhausting and incredibly difficult right also i want you to something else i want to bring back about this fight in the points where usman was able to get off his takedowns in the middle of the mat the round was over Right, that happened once or twice, and all credit goes to Masvidal here. He was able to stop and evade most of those open mat takedowns. And when you're able to do that, you you force Usman to do something different. And what Usman did different was use the clinch effectively, right? And that's I think that's what people lose sight of so much. It's that that Usman wanted to do this. It's not that he wanted to be sitting against the cage and holding him there. It's that he couldn't get to the positions that he wanted to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he's, he, he's on the cage, and he wants to drag Masvidal down to the ground, tenderize him on the ground, be in side control, be in mount, get his submission, or ground and pound him to TKO. He doesn't want to sit on the cage either. He doesn't want to foot stomp. He's doing that because that's what he needs to do to win. Sure. And that's kind of the point here. You don't want to lose your belt. <laughs> right. And um, we had talked about before um... – um, we had differing perspectives on the foot stomps. Um, yeah. I, I thought, go ahead, and go you on. corrected me, that I thought that the foot stomps were like sort of like the equivalent of like body shots where it's like, okay, you do this and then in round five, the dude can't defend the takedowns as much because his foot's on fire. But you explained to me that basically the foot stomps are to keep like the action going in the yes yeah, so keep the busy right the same thing with like the shoulder strikes or like you know digging to the body at that point digging to the body is more effective than the foot stomps obviously and that's not to say you're wrong right that's not to say you know if my flirting that I, w- I will be less bouncy right but it's not to the level that i think that a lot of people think it is right to like the day after masvidal's foot i'm sure was fucked <laughs> right <laughs> but during the fight like he was okay. He was just exhausted by the time they got to round three because he was being held down the entire time. So right. he, couldn't, he couldn't be bouncy. And he basically said as much in like the interviews that I've seen of him since then. He was basically like, you know, I haven't cut this much weight since I was fighting that lightweight. And yeah. I basically had two rounds to get him out of there. And then I wasn't really prepared enough to, to do anything do else. Anything else. And credit to both Masvidal and Usman for being very respectful after the fight and understanding that the pre-fight trash talk is just pre-fight trash talk, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, I don't know. I'm a big Khabib Poirier Holloway fan, so I'm very much like, fighters can be good people too type thing, you know? And, you know, Masvidal isn't a bad loser. Yeah. like Part of that's because he lost so many times. I mean, (laughs) I guess so. But, like, in comparison to his ex-teammate, 
who oh, still yeah, to totally. this day talking about how bad Kamaru Usman is and whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that both guys did really well. And I think that both guys made a good like show of themselves in the future. Um, totally, yeah. I think that first round is a great example of why people are such good Masvidal fans. He goes in there, round one, he strikes heavy. Like, he makes every strike count. And, and he's, fast. And he flows with it, too, right? So it's fast, it's flowy, and it's heavy. It's, it's everything a good fighter is. Like, Jorge Masvidal is a pretty amazing fighter. Like, losses aside, I know, like, I made that joke earlier, but, like, that losses don't matter as much in MMA as they do in boxing, for example. You're going to fight good people and you're going to lose. It's okay. The important thing is, like, how you lose, if that, if that makes sense. And when we saw out of Masvidal for this fight is, like, yo, he's elite, definitely elite. Maybe not as elite as Kamaru Usman, but that's okay. Kamaru Usman is the champ for a reason. And, you know, someone's going to lose in a three-round fight. Someone's going to lose in a five-round fight. Boxing, yeah. you tend to have more time to make up. Yeah, you got your 12 rounds, your 15 yeah, rounds, 10. right? Not 15, 10. but 10. 10, yeah. yeah. So 10. But like, you know, you have more time to make up, but also there's the rules in boxing are different. So like a knockdown is stopped and it's an automatic point deduction. Whereas like MMA, you might not get a point deducted, like a whole point, like a 10, 9, 10, 8. Because point. there might be a mat return, right? Because you might yeah. take someone down, they might just get right back up again. And depending right. on the judges, it, you know, it goes either way. But one of the cool things, and I wanted to focus a little more on Usman now because like, we've sort of given Masvidal his props. Um, one, I think this further adds to Usman's legend case, right? Like, I think he gets there with a couple more wins, like to maybe two or three. Because uh, I know he, fi- in theory, he should fight Burns next. And then after that, depending on if Edwards fights Colby or if someone else, he can maybe fight him, um, you know, for for after Burns. But if Usman can beat both Burns and Edwards coming up, and I'm assuming those are the next two, then you can make a case that he moves past Tyron Woodley in terms of the welterweight rankings for all time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty high, because Tyron Woodley had a pretty long win streak going yeah. as champ. Against some good guys, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. you know, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, you know, he fought some, he fought some names, but the the resume that Kamara Usman is putting together right now, I think, is is heading in the right direction towards being like you know second or third greatest welterweight of all time. Yeah, and he's on a crazy win streak too. In yeah, general, in the UFC, twelve and no, yeah, right? I, think, I know, I know, he lost so. one, but like since then, I think he's twelve and no. I he lost one outside of the UFC. UFC, yeah, and he's undefeated in the UFC. UFC. I think he's twelve and no. Yeah, I think he's twelve and zero. I remember him losing one, but I don't remember other than that. I think I think he's pretty, pretty up there. 